Ellie. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, just going to go through uh, what's happened so far in August, and seeing as we're going chronologically, unfortunately, that means we might have to start with maybe the the most disappointing result, and that was uh, Nantwich on the first day. It went down to ten, and we scored first, and you said yourself after the game how how disappointed how disappointed you were. Yeah, uh, really, I was really frustrated. That was for sure. I mean. What I would say is we've seen it before when we've been on the receiving end of, of sendings off that it does galvanise. I just thought that we we made a mistake in the game and that mistake has cost us, you know, it's cost us two points. So, yeah, the, the, the overriding emotion was frustration. It was, you know, a bit of a tough one to take at the start of the season. You never know really how to... How to play that with the lads, you know, we can go in there and, and, and shout and scream at them, which, you know, we kind of did anyway. It, it's such it's there's such a strange day, the first game of the season. I always hate it. I always think it's a bit of a lottery anyway, and, it, and the league needs to settle down probably after five or six games. But yeah, Nantwich was um, a disappointment and obviously not helped by, and subsequent games, not helped by the the cyclist, which is, is crazy at the moment. Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of Nantwich, to be honest, because they had a really out of character start last year, and then they sort of showed what they were about, really. So I suppose in coming weeks we'll we'll find out what what they're really about. Yeah, I I, I mean I make assumptions and predictions about who's going to do what in the division. I had Nantwich sort of mid table. They they always sign one or two that you look at and think, wow. You know what a signing that is. I mean, Grant the the winger that they signed, they actually took him off before half time. Um, against us, but I watched them against Leek the the week before and thought, oh yeah, you're a good player. He's obviously played a couple of hundred league games, um, you know. So so they always sign a couple that make you really stand up and take take notice. But they they are on a bit of a they're having a bit of a challenging sort of eighteen months really. And um, I had them sort of around the middle, if I'm honest. Um, they're not quite there at the moment, but I certainly didn't have Whitby as bottom, for example. So this league, I know we'll we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's got to be the most People say the championship's impossible to predict. I wouldn't bet on the Northern Premier League at all, ever, because you know it's almost impossible to to guess who's gonna who's gonna pick results up. So yeah, it's. Um, I think looking back at it now, we certainly felt like it was two dropped at the time. We feel like it's two dropped now, um, especially having drawn as many as we have since. So, this on the first Tuesday against Marine. Before you even talk about what the result meant, it was. It felt like an occasion uh, more than any other time we've played Marine with what they've what they've put into the the infrastructure with I assume what they got from the the yeah. FA Cup success and uh, with a big crowd on eleven hundred on a Tuesday and the pitch made it really difficult. Uh, I think we all agreed that was a really good point. Yeah, we were pleased with that. Um, I don't know where all Marines fans have come from because we were. We were one of the teams that sort of sent them down, weren't we, when when, when they went down? And um, I think they lost to us two games before they were relegated and there was probably about 250 there. And I understand that you know fans follow successful teams and they've had a, a promotion last season but and obviously the FA Cup run. But if that's, you know, if that's what an FA Cup run does to you, we desperately need one because you know, if it swells us from getting 250 to over 1,000, our club would be transformed you know, overnight. So, yeah, it, it did feel like an occasion. It felt like, you know, they're spoiling the party a little bit because I think they, they after a really good win they had first game of the season, 
I think they thought that they would roll us over. And I thought that night we stood up and were counted. You know, we made one real error. I think Jordan made one save from a, a free kick. But other than that, I know we didn't create an awful lot, but, you know, I thought we were a very good value for what we got. That's what I move on from Marine and talk about the Staley Bridge game and more importantly, Jake Connolly's hour performance. Um, everything he seemed to do was gold and it, it, it can create something out of nothing really. And he did the same as well against Radcliffe at home as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't disagree. Um, you say it was gold, he's still got to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. So that's, yeah. the, that's the challenge that we've got for Jake at the moment. Two things for Jake. One, he, he's got, he's got, he came in to us fit and got injured in pre-season, so he missed two weeks of pre-season, which really hurt him. And then, obviously, he couldn't get himself up to speed quickly enough to, to get himself in the team. Then when he did break in the team, I thought, yeah, I thought it was great against Staley Bridge and Radcliffe, but we knew he probably only had an hour. I mean, you looked at him against Radcliffe after half an hour and he was on his haunches. And that's a little bit because he, he's a... Uh, kind of a, an all-action type of player, isn't he? He runs in short bursts, but really intense bursts. So we know what, what we've got with Jake. We've got, to, we've got to harness it a little bit. It's a little bit raw, but we know, he, I mean, people like, I mean, Chelsea looked at him two years ago. QPR looked at him. Fleetwood looked at him last season. You know, the, these clubs don't, all them clubs don't make mistakes. We know he's, he's very, very capable. The problem is now he's got a groin problem that he then picked up against Radcliffe, not seen him since. We, we hoped that he was going to be fit for Gainsborough and he pulled out in the warm-up. So, yeah, I, I mean, from a, a start starting point, you know, Jake Connolly, we, we think we're fairly confident that he's going to be a really important player for us. But we have got these two hurdles to get over, over first. One is fitness and then just rounding the edges off a little bit to, to get a little bit more productivity out of him with that final pass, that final ball, that final shot, whatever it may be. But yeah, he's an exciting player. And I think that's what we we need to get to because at the moment, you know, I, if I was to go back to Monday, and I know Monday was a war of attrition, but I thought we were boring on Monday. And that's a, a fairly damning indictment. I need to be very careful about that. But, you know, I, I thought it was a fairly boring, fairly vanilla display and that's probably because we came off the back of a, a win that took a lot out of us and a seven hour round trip and all the rest of it 48 hours earlier but um we certainly need to inject a little bit of that that creativeness that positivity and listen that's what we have with nico but he's injured that's what we have with brad uh, brad carroll but he's injured so yeah the them players that are going to give us that spark are just missing at the moment and that's that's hurting us yeah, and you, you can certainly tell when Connolly was playing against Daly Bridge and Radcliffe, um, he did provide that energy. But again, we were very unlucky at Staley Bridge. Um, like you mentioned before, he was putting the ball in the back of the net, which seemed to be the problem. And I know Dom Lawson cracked one off the bar. Mm. And then when Jake came off on the hour mark, um, and I say the, uh, the performance... Um, kind of um, dwindled out into an 85th minute conceded penalty. Yeah, well, we actually came to life a little bit after the penalty, didn't we? We had a, a yeah, penalty yeah. claim turned down. We had a, one with Nozzer about six yards out where he, he, he swivels but just can't get his shot away. Dom Lawson had one saved. So, yeah, we, we, we came to life with five minutes to go, but the damage had already been done. But, yeah, I mean, Staley Bridge was... It was almost like we were the home team and they came to to nullify us and to try and pinch one on the break a little bit. So we're wary of that. The best bit about the Staley Bridge result is 
we get a chance to fix that this weekend. And I know the players were hurting after that. I know they were disappointed. I know they were, there was a bit of disbelief in there. Having accepted that our own performance, you know, our job is to put it in the back of the net and we hadn't done that on the night, on the day. So, yeah, we, we, we are geared up to try and rectify that whilst the stakes are high in the, uh, in the FA Cup as well. Keeping it in a chronological order, after Staley Bridge, and we we hosted Radcliffe, and that was that. This is probably one of the best Radcliffe sides I've seen. Sure, so yeah. I, I've I've got that down as a good point. Well, Radcliffe has spent an absolute fortune. We know that. Um, I mean, uh, the, the stories. I mean, again, you only pick up anecdotal things, but we're getting, you know, a word of. Um, the two boys in Nicky Adams and, and Luke Joyce, both, you know, almost on four figure per week salaries. Um, we know Robert Grant, the striker, is, is ex football league as well. So they have invested heavily in that team. They've invested heavily in their infrastructure, to be fair. You know, the, I went to the ground not so long ago, massive improvements there. The pitch is pristine. They've got an irrigation system in. The sprinklers come on at half to all that sort of stuff. So, you know, they, they are trying to have a real go at it. So we knew that'd be tough. I thought it was a bit of a. I thought we were we we struggled probably for a little period. Well, we were good first half. I thought we had them under a little bit of sustained pressure for for the first half, which we haven't done a lot of this season, and we just couldn't find the the way through. And then they came on towards. We tired. I mean, obviously we have data on the boys, so we knew after the game that our intense running had dropped by about sixty percent. So we'd almost, it's almost like a boxer. We'd done everything we could to try and punch them out in the first half. And then we'd punched ourselves out and run out of steam second half. And we almost had to, you know, defend a little bit until we had a change of shape with 10, 15 minutes to go. And I thought it became a bit more neutral, but they, they'll be up there, Radcliffe. I think they'll be top eight at least, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've obviously gone to FC and won, haven't they, since? So I don't think that was a bad point either, if I'm honest. And just looking at those first fixtures, we we wanted 10 points from the first five. I think we got six. Um, but having said that, the first few are so difficult to predict. And I think when you put that into the context of this being a new side, there was seven debuts on that first game against Nantwich. Seven debuts that day. Since then, I think we've had nine or ten debuts in total. I can talk about gelling and this team will take time and all that sort of thing. I don't really want to say that because I think they are fairly well gelled and it's just, you know, the the, the injuries probably now that are, that are holding us back. But I think the Radcliffe point was a good one uh, in, in sort of summary of that week. And I, I think once we get to probably Christmas, we'll look back on that and think, yeah, you know, that's fair enough. And if we go to their place and uh, and get something similar, that that might be okay. Whilst we're speaking about good points, Mark, um, three good points on the road at Gainsborough. I've got it down as a routine win in a not-so-routine kit. It's um, my fault. Yeah, the kit <laughs> totally my fault. And anybody that listens to this, I am happy to take the full blame and full responsibility. So I chose the uh, the third kit. Obviously, we, we did this deal with Puma in the summer, and um, which has been, has been fraught with problems, to be fair, in itself because of the supply chain issues that Puma have had. But... Um, I picked it and, and it was actually, a, you know, a, a friend of mine who said, oh, that's very close to the blue, don't you think? I was like, no, it'd be absolutely fine, that. And then got to Gainsborough and as we came out of the tunnel, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear here, so I didn't. Um, so I said, oh, my oh my God, we can't. 
that's going to be a problem. And I sort of sheepishly walked over to the referee and said, what's going to happen here? And, uh, and yeah, they gave us a, a horrific um, sub- sublimated kit to wear. Uh, and, and we did the job in it. And I said afterwards, it's a great quiz question. Don Lawson's first goal for Lancaster scored in, in a Gainsborough kit. Which is uh, is one for the future, I'm sure. But yeah, I will I will rectify the third kit issue by um, by supplying a, a something completely different. But in terms of the result, by the way, the result was very good. <laughs> yeah, forget about the kit for a minute. We we it was a uh, uh, Andrew Sathaswait said to me at, at the weekend. He said, uh, sorry, on Tuesday he said it was a perfect away performance. We got on top of them early on. We got our two goals and we just held them at arm's length for the rest of the game. And that should have been what we did against Radcliffe, but we just couldn't find that sort of killer instinct in front of goal. Yeah, plenty of positives from uh, from that game. Of course, Dom and Dale's first goals. Kyle Brownhill involved in both. I've got queries about, about Kyle because of whose boots he's filling. Of course, Liam Brockbank, I've said, a lot of us have said plenty of good words about him. Yeah. Have you... Did you even think about the fact that you'd have to replace him? Or I know you've got history with Kyle. Did you did you just sort of think he might he might fit the bill? No, he sort of fell into my lap, to be honest, Kyle. Um we didn't replace Liam and that wasn't a conscious decision. It was a case of we couldn't, you know, we we tried a few different things in the summer. We tried to 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 prize a few away from other clubs. We'd tried the loan market. The player we wanted on loan ended up going to the National League North, so we couldn't really complain about that. Um, and and to be fair, we started. We then sort of emerged that we had quite a lot of left-footed defenders that were just there. You know, Jamie Mellon could play there. Kalen, who can speak about how good Kalen's been, uh, left-footed, and then obviously Javo come and done really, really well in pre-season. Obviously Javo's issues. Then he's picked up a couple of knocks. He's been away. He had COVID, so Javo struggled to get you know ready for the start of the season. So it was just one of those that we'd seen a couple of try lists. There was nothing that we really fancied. And I got a, uh, a call or a message from Kyle's dad um, just to say, listen, he's going to leave high. There's been a fallout there, which happens. Um, he's not played for seven months because he had a horrific injury last year. If he's of interest to you, have a chat with him. And the deal was done within, you know, within two or three hours of that. So what I know that you get with Kyle is his, his energy and his work rate is unbelievable. He, he produces the best data, the best statistics I've ever seen. He did 1,800 metres of sprints against Gainsborough. Now, that's unheard of. In in the Premier League, that would be unheard of. Um, he covered about 13 and a half K, but 1,800 metres of sprints. I mean, we average about 1,000 per player per game. David Norris usually does the most, about 12 or 1,300. But Brownies, he just blows it out of the water. Um, so I know what we're going to get. We're going to get solid and reliable defensively. We're going to get a little bit of a spark and some energy at the top end of the pitch. Um, and he's he's an experienced Northern Premier League player. So it's a different type of left wing back that we have now, but nonetheless one who can be, be just as effective. So you touched before and we had injuries to Brad Carroll and uh, Nico Evangelinos. Has that changed what you've, what you've wanted to do in terms of shape or is it just that different personnel are going to play where you yeah, plan to play him. A little bit. I mean, we didn't actually envisage John Nozer not coming back. We thought he might come back in, in a bit of a bit part role and then he came back and blew us all away in pre-season. We thought, oh, he's, he's better than he's been with us. So, I mean, Brad Carroll certainly because he's a, he's a breaking lines type of midfielder. 
arrives late into the box, you know, and we've not had that. So so Brad, dis- you know, really disappointed with that. And, and we made a mistake with Brad against Radcliffe because Brad, we expected Brad to be a four or six week hamstring injury. He came after two and said, I'm fine. And we did the tests and we did a fitness test and he was absolutely fine. And it was one of those really where you get caught in desperation of wanting to use him. And he's keen to get back out there and play. So we sort of went with it. And obviously he lasted about 90 seconds, I think, before he went up for his first header. And now we've had to go and get him a scan and he will be now four weeks before he's back. So, you know, there's a lesson to be learned there, I think. Um, but when you're not winning the game that you want to win, you, you sometimes do do things that are maybe irrational in the in the cold light of day. So yeah, Brad's Brad's a big loss for us. We brought him in as a bit of a statement signing, I think, because he he can and he will play higher than than the Northern Premier League. And what he is, and I know I've said this, he's a Simon Wills, but a ball playing Simon Wills. You know, he's 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 an angry man. He's he's Brad, to be fair. But who doesn't like an angry man in midfield? Um, so yeah, he he's a big loss for us. Nico's your spark. He's he's a finisher. He's a little bit of a poach around the box, and obviously we've missed him as well. So so yeah, those two. But you you know you can add add loads of players that have been on the sidelines as well. I mean Enoch Lacoy, we're still we're still struggling with Enoch, and he might have given us a little bit of a different dimension to change things as a centre forward, but we've not had that option either. So so yeah, shape wise, we our balancing midfield has certainly been affected. Um, we've wanted to try and be a bit more adventurous and, and play with two forwards instead of a, a boxing midfield, which you you know we've used an awful lot. Um, but we wanted to get after teams a little bit more and have that that more penetration around the top end of the pitch. Not really been able to do it because because we haven't had the players that we needed to do it. David's going to move on in a minute to the player of the month contenders, but before that, I can't help but ask about Atherton. I wasn't there, but it seems like it was everything you'd expect from a bank holiday Monday against Atherton because we always play them. Then <laughs> it's always I don't we never seem to concede much, but we always struggle to score against them. They're a really yeah, they, tough side to watch. They are, they are. They, they um, I mean, Brad does a good job there because they've got very little resource, and he just builds a team to. To spoil, I mean, my understanding is that they've pretty much gone and matched every team up in terms of shape. So they've just gone wherever they've got to go. I mean, they went to Warrington and Drew, didn't they? So that's not a, you look at that as a result and then look at our result and the, you're thinking, okay, you know, it's maybe not too bad. Um, it wasn't a great game. I'm not going to, you know, there was people there who will listen to this. So I'm not going to, you know, try and pull the wool over people's eyes. It wasn't great. We were too long first half. We linked it in a little bit better second half, but uh, we were just knackered. I think they were knackered, we were knackered. Obviously, they've had the... I'm going to sound like a Premier League manager now, like Thomas Tuchel mourning about schedules and flights and stuff. But it is it is a lot for the boys, especially when we've got lots of injuries. You know, to have made that trip to Gainsborough took a lot out of us to, to then play in that sort of uh, knockdown, physical, you know, team of monsters type of game against Coles and... Yeah, it was it was boring. You know, it was a bit boring. It's a shame every time we tend to get a sport to the board afterwards and they keep saying to me, every time we get a 350, 400 crowd, the game never, never you know, leads up to the billing. So it, it was disappointing. Um, we needed to freshen things up and we couldn't. We then lost Brad Hubbold, who I thought played really well in the in the two previous games. We lost him to a hamstring problem as well before the game. So it was another change we had to make. It was another, you know, rejigging things. So... Yeah, it becomes a little bit, a little bit frustrating that 
we I know there's so much more to come from us, but games like that don't allow us to show where we are or where we want to be. And I've said to I said to the lads, said to everyone who listened to me, the best possible outcome this weekend is that we beat Staley Bridge and Mask draw with Runcorn Linnets and that Mask and Linnets play a replay on the Tuesday night and we do not have to travel to the North East on Tuesday because, you know, that that will take a lot out of us as well. Now, don't get me wrong, we are the sort of side that could go there and, you know, put that performance in and win the game without any doubt. But if I could get us a full week of rest with some light training next week, it would be, you know, it would be a godsend. So, to the surprise of no one, with conceding only two goals all, all season, the best in division, um, the club announced Player of the Month over the weekend, and it's the three starting uh, centre-backs which are up for the award. Um, Teague, uh, Kayleigh Gallagher-Allison and Jamie Mellon. They seem to have, I know you said teams don't really, really need gelling, but they have, them three have really started to work together really well. Um, did it need any work or did you know what you was getting from them? Because obviously you like to play with that first contact style. Yeah, we knew what we were getting. Well, we didn't know what we were getting with Kalen because he just came totally out of left field to us. Um, Jamie Mellon we'd been after for a little while and we knew he was good. Obviously, there was a little bit of hesitation because Jamie's not played this level a lot. He played, I think, half a season at Workington. But there was no doubt. What you get with Jamie, and you'll have, you'll have all heard him uh, and seen sort of how... He's a winner. He's an absolute winner. He's like a captain underneath our, our leadership team. And I watched him a couple of times at Holker last year. I understand it's three leagues below us, but he was absolutely head and shoulders above everyone. And what he does is, and, he, and this is a, something that you can't really coach, but when there is a moment in the game when you really, where the importance of an action goes right through the roof, he always delivers. So there was one header against Atherton Cole's second half that he had to win. There was a man running in behind. And if he'd have been done in behind, they'd have scored. And he wins it. And he's almost, I'm getting a real reassurance from Jamie. I mean, I think he's been consistently, I probably shouldn't pick, you know, a player of the month, but I think consistently he's been, you know, eight, nine out of 10 every single week. And, and he's a pleasure to have around the place. He's really receptive to, we feed the lads with lots of videos, lots of recordings, lots of information, lots of data. He's so receptive to it all because he wants to be the best player he can be. And he's got a good pedigree. He's obviously kept, come through at Everton and he's he's from Barrow, but speaks with a Scouse accent, which he gets a bit of stick for. But, um, you know, he, he's he's been, we, I knew what I was getting with him. I was really reassured with what I was getting. With Kalen, we were probably two weeks into pre-season and Rob Emery has just come up with this name of this kid that he knows his brother's sister's auntie's godson or whoever. And all of a sudden, this lad walks through the door, just left Burnley. And we thought, OK, yeah, you're you're decent. We'll see how you go. And we sort of give him little bits here and there. And all of a sudden, he was just in the team. And what Kalen's doing is he's playing, he's 19 years old at centre-half, and there's not many of them around in this league. He's playing as a left-footed, right-sided centre-half, which is tough as it is. But, you know, other than the, the square ball against Marine, which which you'll have seen, which put us under pressure and Teague got him, got him out of trouble with, um, he's been, he's been a, you know, faultless, really. And, and his maturity, and he's starting to grow within the group as well. He's quite a, sh- a shy lad, but he's starting to grow within the group. And, you know, those, I, I knew what we were getting with with um, with Kalen, it was a, a complete surprise. 
Mark, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. Going through the, the month, not 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 as much to go through this month as it's a as it's a short one. Hopefully, we can do the business at Saturday because we really we really need an FA Cup run. Really well, it, it would be lovely, wouldn't it? Because we, ne- I mean, I, I know I say this every year, but my FA Cup record is diabolical. So we, you know, we've got to at some point it's got to change. I'm getting enough goals at it. So yeah, the, it's a tough draw. We we absolutely desperately want to get through and desperately want to get that cup run. Everything that it brings, not just the finance, but you know, we want to get more people through the gate, get more people enjoying it. I mean, what I would say, and it'd be remiss of me, you know, and it's part partly your guys' responsibility as well that our media and all this sort of stuff that we're doing today, the media has been unbelievable this season, you know, um, you know, Madeline and, and uh, Dan and Phil, the photographer, you guys, it's been, we are getting there in terms of where we want to be in terms of our profile, what we've got to do, our responsibility from a football perspective is to back that up with some, you know, some really good positive results and, and a cup run would, you know, would certainly help that and it would, it would move us along that little bit quicker as well. It's apt that you should make those comments, Mark, and I appreciate it. Um, and a lot of the off-field stuff has been down to uh, James Comiskey, and we'd like to extend our best wishes to him uh, with, with his illness and his recovery and his treatment that he's going through at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I would echo that as well. Obviously, that we've got a new board at the football club. We've got new owners. We've got you know a bunch of really hard-working people, and James have been at the forefront of that and have made huge strides on certain things. Um, certainly off the pitch and, and obviously those things are continuing and we're just sort of trying to pick up the pace that he'd given us but yeah it's um, it's a really sad thing and, and obviously what I always wanted this club to be and what we are are now and are getting better at is a real sort of community behind the scenes you know everybody's in it for the right reasons everybody's in it to try and give their best to get the best and, uh, and James embodied that so yeah he, he he's we're keen to get him back as quickly as we can we obviously we we want him fit and healthy first and foremost, but um, but yeah, we um, James people like James have been one of the reasons that we've we've made some of those strides. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Cheers, lads. All the best. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Mark. All the best. Cheers, lads.